0: Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon.
1: And I'm Marcus Dillon.
0: And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys
1: and challenges
0: of running a business with your spouse or family.
1: Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead
0: and live happily ever after. Hey, welcome back. Good to see you again.
1: I know. It's, uh, it's a good day. To film a couple of these and go on to uh, the weekend.
0: All right, so we're still talking about we put the cult in culture, and I get to be the cult leader around Dylan CPAs. And so that's exciting for me. And of course, uh, we are joking. I definitely do not lean towards a a cult or cult leader side, but um, I am very passionate and very excited and love our team and love, uh, what our team does and how they work together. So
1: do, you, I mean, you're, you like your faith and, you know, you're religious. Um, do you think you could get people to follow you as a, as a real cult leader?
0: No, definitely not. I, w- I would not follow myself. So no, <laughs> no, remember I can get people behind me on cake ice cream and probably coming to work for Dylan CPAs. And that's probably where it stops. So like, as far as like a life or a whole belief system, no, we're not following me on any of that. Uh, We have, we have a, a great leader that we follow. So uh, I will give all praise to him.
1: So if anybody is ever, If you ever try to trick anybody by giving them desserts or cake um, to make them go a certain (laughs) way, I think people should be scared. Um, It's good stuff. Uh, So, yeah, we we put the cult in culture. I kind of like that. I I like it when Noah asked our team, um, it sounds like a cult. And I think Kate or somebody actually had to be like, no, 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 it's not a cult. And and he's like, that's what people say. It's not a cult. (laughs) That's what people in
0: a cult say. It's not a cult.
1: (laughs) So it's good. And then, you know, like any good cult, they're going out and reaching people and trying to get them on the bus. And, you know, at the other day, it's all going to be great. We're all um, going to our our greater place, wherever that is. So, so.
0: Yeah. So in our team, we're not drinking the Kool-Aid like we're eating the cake.
1: Maybe that's maybe what not. it's called
0: around here. We're eating the cake.
1: We're eating the cake. OK, I'll give you that.
0: So on our last episode if you haven't listened, on our last episode we discussed all the ways that we went from uh we we can't say no culture. Everybody has a culture. So we went from Moving in a direction of a toxic culture, I believe, to improving our culture to where now we have a great culture that I am happy to be a part of, uh, that our team seems happy to be a part of. And so we talked about some things to help change, um, I guess, change that course and get you pointed in a better direction. And today I know that I want to talk about, I always love to leave with practical things that I can do. So maybe I'm a a doer. I need like an action. I don't like to just listen to something and then like file it away. If I'm going to take the time to listen or learn something, I want to be able to do something with it. So I want to definitely talk about some practical things like how how we did what we did, and then uh, just how we implemented changes to make a better culture.
1: Okay, well, let's get going.
0: All right, so let's talk through, we mentioned surveys before. Um, pick, pick one of the surveys that we've done and tell a little bit about what we do with that, uh, how we use that to improve our culture.
1: I remember one, we wanted to go on a trip uh, a few years back. And so we pulled the audience and asked them, uh, what, what they would enjoy doing as like a big celebration, a big, um, we had never mentioned going on a trip before anything like that. So just wanted to kind of put feelers out there. If we were going to spend dollars on this potential, uh, big milestone kind of celebration trip, would people even go, would they be willing to line up childcare and. We just put that as like an option. Like I think we asked them, "Hey, would you rather have?" I know the trip was an option, but it wasn't like the first or the last. Would you rather have additional pay? I can't remember the other ones, but you know, I think that was one where people actually raised their hand and said, "I'd go on a trip," you know, to celebrate. And lo and behold, that was the idea the whole time, and trying to vet you know that potential uh, awesomeness that we did
0: so as we've grown closer as a team and gotten to know each other pretty well that is really one shared interest across our whole team is that we all like to travel and i would i would jump out there and say yeah, because everyone loves to travel. That's really not the case. Not everybody loves to travel. Some people don't like the extra work that goes into traveling, meaning finding care for kids, pets, um, you know, changing schedules, things like that, or maybe just fear of the actual traveling, whether it be like plane or boat or something like that. But um, so I won't say that everyone loves to travel, but it is something that has uh, shown as a commonality between our whole team that we all do value traveling and enjoy it. So yeah, it it was good because that is something whenever you do have working parents in your organization that you have to think about, okay, if we're offering a trip, would they only go if the spouse could go or would they not go because their kids aren't allowed to go you know what does that look like so yeah that was a that was a good one
1: and then we doing something like that we wanted to have majority if not all of the team participating just because the bonding that exists and i think we were able to achieve that except for a couple of members um that that weren't able to go for whatever circumstance but uh but yeah, like that was an easy one to remember as far as when we surveyed the audience with like a bigger a bigger question in mind on the other side of that. Obviously we talked the last time about, you know, Secret Santa surveys, just stuff smaller. <laughs> um, we, our icebreaker this last Tuesday was, uh, it was totally your idea um, where we asked, you know, went around the room and said, if you had $50 to spend at Amazon, what would you buy? And so everyone had a, got a chance to talk. And then, you know, we surprised them all with $50 Amazon gift cards each, uh, to go buy that. Some people, some people's choice changed. I heard, um, some, some people did not go buy cat food or, uh, <laughs> whatever they said, dog beds. Um, at the time, no, no, we really spoke. did
0: buy dog beds.
1: Well, we did, but I think uh, <laughs> that's because we have an elderly dog who's hanging on, and <laughs> he goes through beds pretty often. But, um, but yeah, so
0: I love, yeah, I that. love that your uh, first topic survey topic was like a vacation or a trip um, that would be on the high budget end so i'll let, let me take us back to like the low budget no budget uh side of surveys so one of the things that we did early on was just a general how do you how do you like to be really celebrated or how do you like how do you like us to show that we value you? And so we did, um, we did a survey and this could be done multiple ways, but maybe I'm a control freak, maybe. Um, and I like to have a little bit of control over these things. So I definitely put in options of what we would be willing to gift. And then they could rank them in order of like their Favorite way, you know, to be celebrated to their least favorite way, just a one to five or something like that. And so, in there were things like um, meals, as far as us bringing in like lunches, going out to lunch. So whether we catered in or went out, um, a gift card or like straight cash or like branded items, like Dylan CPA's branded items from you know shirts or. Uh, mugs or something like that. And so they were able to put that even candy, I think was, was in there at that time. So it was just to, you know, see kind of what the consensus was on how people liked to be celebrated. So there's a lot of ways to ask, you know, what people like as far as our after, um, maybe after a tax season celebration, we put out some ideas, like, would you just want to do a catered in lunch and some team games here at the office, or would you rather do like a top golf or indoor rock climbing or bowling in a meal, something like that. And so always trying to get feedback on what people enjoy rather than us just guessing, choosing for them. And then, you know, people are kind of miserable and only there to, uh, I guess, participate to make us happy or just to be part of the team, they actually get to go and enjoy themselves while they're there doing something they like.
1: Yeah. I think you, I went from high budget to you went to some budget and no budget. You can give words of affirmation and write people a letter that goes so far. And and many of the great leaders, um, you know, in business and life that, that, are out there, are in just a habit of writing thank you letters and touching people. And, uh, you know, from, from uh, George H.W. Bush, he was a big, um, that was a big part of his life. And he wrote letters, just heard on another podcast, uh, John Wooden, who is a very accomplished uh, basketball coach would, would write letters and uh, believe in that so, so heavily. And, Even a little bit more emotional that he wrote his wife, who passed away, letters every week after her death for stuff he wished he would have said while she was alive. So it's, um, you can't discount that, like just words. And I think part of people's like toxic culture, negative culture, like words of affirmation or just knowing you're doing a good job or like that is completely. Uh, low-hanging fruit to improve upon and so it could just be a message on teams or slack you know just to kind of help people brighten their day or brighten their week
0: and I would say that that's not optional that that's required from all leaders and it doesn't have to be daily to every single team member but it has to be regularly to each team member. So at some point each team member has to hear from their leaders that they're doing a good job and it can also needs to be specific in how what they're doing well and how that brings value to the leader, to the team, to the clients, whatever it might be. It's it's really easy to say great job, thank you. That is acceptable. That's good. That's necessary. Um, but to go one step further and say, you know, the way that you responded to that client really put them at ease and makes it better for our whole entire team because of the level of trust you've built with them or something like that. Right. And so being just specific on finding, looking for ways that your team is, doing a good job, looking for ways that your team makes your life better and acknowledging that. So telling them, whether in person, in writing, you know, in a card, in a message, whatever it might be, tell them. Don't just think it or don't just tell your your significant other spouse at home. Um, actually tell the person, you know, when you have that thought or you mention it to someone else, then go back and tell the person that's actually um, doing that. So yeah, those are good.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we'll have conversations after the day ends and we'll talk about, man, you know, let's just say Deidre. Deidre's doing a great job. She's following up with the clients. Like, and you'll say, have you told her like how good of a job she's doing? Like, I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I'm a, I'm an awful leader. You know, I should be better <laughs> at this. So, um, kind of go hat in hand and tell her, Hey, you're doing a great job. And, you know, she's a rock star and just, so it is what it is, but, um, but, yeah, I think you may have said, or I was reading or listening one time, and if you, if you think something but don't communicate it, it's almost like you're stealing that person's joy on the other side that could be receiving that good news, that uplifting moment. And, um, yeah, no, it's, that requires zero budget whatsoever, and it would be a huge improvement of, of culture um, just to be thankful for, for those around you.
0: Yeah, we talked also about, and, and while this doesn't require additional dollars, I do realize the time that it takes, but those meetings together where the whole group is together and that that meeting isn't just run by a one person that just uh, disseminates a bunch of information and then the meeting is done, but actually engaging all the people in the meeting, having something a little bit fun or a little bit personal, um, that each person could share, you know, how their uniqueness, right. So they can be seen and heard in that meeting. And then the other information, if it's literally just one person that needs to say all of the words, that's when that probably could be a message or a post, um, in either your Slack or your team's environment, because, uh, Really, if you have everybody gathered, you have everybody face-to-face, virtual or in person, um, that allows for a conversation and not just like a directive or um, just general information giving out to them that you can actually get feedback from them at that time. So it's important to take those opportunities when everybody's together to allow, allow people to be heard.
1: Yeah. Uh, agree whatsoever. Yeah, on, on all parts there for sure.
0: And so some other surveys that we do, uh, not really related to what people like or their interests. Um, We do weekly surveys where we check in with our team members to see how they're doing. We check in on their workload. We check in on their overall stress and morale. And we check in on just highs and lows of the week. That is very individualized, very personal to each person who responds to that survey. So their highs and lows may reflect things at work, things personally, or a mixture of both. Their, uh, whether they mean to or not, their stress, their um, morale is gonna combine both personal and work as they're choosing kind of what emoji to pick. So from really, really good to uh, really, really bad, it's, it's going to be both because it's hard to separate out those two things. And if you have a lot of, uh, hard things or negative things happening personally, that's going to create stress even during your work day. And so knowing those things and giving people a space to be able to communicate that. And when I see a stress is kind of lower on that chart, as far as like negative high stress level, um, and then they're able to explain what's causing that, that's really helpful for us either to give grace, provide support, provide help, other team members to come in and provide help, um, whether that's on the personal side or work side, but whatever we can do to make that team, uh, team members day or week better. uh, The first part is knowing you have to know what's going on to be able to make it better.
1: Yeah. And I think, Over the couple of years where we've been doing those surveys, those weekly uh, polls, what we've come to see is, you know, that stress level and uh, people's optics of what it's a lot of times external factors. Like we have a team of high achievers and people that are committed to whatever they invest in. And a lot of times it's things outside of their the office, the work, um, that caused them to be stressed and something may happen at work or the, or at the office that is like, they get all the, that gets all the blame for their week being bad. And that's not really fair to the work or anything like that, but that, that thing that happened here at the office or the business is the tipping point. Um, you know, it's just it's just enough to break the camel's back. And so I think you've done a really good job. I think, you know, as leaders, we've done a really good job trying to listen and see where those pain points exist. And we, we have the ability to reduce people's workload, to, you know, to get them to a better place in life. And so, um, you know, work is just a part of your life and you know if you're overcommitted in things and it's that season of life with your kids or whatever um, we know that it may come down to a point where okay we've got to give a little bit more than what we what we thought so that this person is actually healthy and you know doesn't either have a bigger conversation around quitting or burnout or anything like that so um, it's being open to those conversations and kind of monitoring that um through throughout those those weekly I guess polls and then we do we do uh, three times a year we have formal conversations with those team members um mm-hmm. where it's documented more of a celebration on production based pay and bonuses and all that good stuff and um you know, if there's anything bigger to discuss, that's what we point to on a weekly basis. But any at any given time, we can peel off and have a deeper conversation if there's something really that needs to be um, discussed or get get back on track. And I think just being open is the first step.
0: Yeah, we um, yeah. So we've done a lot of surveys um, as far as trying to get to know our team, building those relationships. And one of the other things that we mentioned on the last episode as far as how we've made our culture better or uh, improved our culture for maybe what it was in the very beginning days is we looked at ways to make days more enjoyable. So uh, just for example, um, during what would traditionally be our tax season, so April or January through April 15th, uh, we started looking for ways to kind of. Make the day to have something a little bit different, something to look forward to, um, something just out of the ordinary rather than just same, same thing, come in, work as hard as you can, as much as you can and go home really, really late. And so some things that we did, we did like a theme for the year as far as setting that up at the beginning of the year that we were going to have a theme. And then we would do dress up days. It was not something that uh, required a lot of time or money. No, no costumes had to be purchased. Everything could be done with probably stuff that you had at home. Uh, but we did some dress up days and took pictures and posted on social media way back when, when we were all together in office and, um, what were some other things that you can think of that we did to kind of make days more enjoyable um,
1: during during the Christmas season we would do packing parties um, for um, operation shoebox uh, you know it's a
0: operation Christmas child operation
1: Christmas child which is packing a shoe box so it's not operation shoe box but um, but operation Christmas child and we still do that even in a remote setting we just encourage the team to pack those with their family and then bring them to a lunch or whatever. And, uh, you know, it kind of goes back into the faith, you know, that we have personally and what we believe in. And, um, you know, we're just kind of expanding that beyond our reach to hopefully, you know, have team members also help people across the world um, when it comes to stuff like that. So um, definitely, you know, I just keep going back to there's a lot of food involved. And <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> most,
0: I, most of our, yeah, I would say most of how we improved our culture probably happened, uh, through, through food
1: and not even alcohol. Yeah, Cause I know accountants and alcohol equal just such a great time, but <laughs> it was more around food, more about breakfast. Cause like, that's my favorite meal of the day. And, um, you know, we still do breakfast with the local team, uh, routine, uh, every few weeks, depending on what's going on. Um, the the dress up days were hard uh, for me personally. That's not my, it's um, not what I enjoy. So I would do it uh, as part of you know being a part of the team and put myself out there. But I do not have a drama background or anything like that. So I did not particularly enjoy <laughs> those. Um, I don't know that any of our team enjoyed those. Now that we think about it, so we did probably not. We probably didn't do a survey. Uh, for that. Um, but, you know, I think, I think it's fun. I think everybody kind of put themselves out there, did it just because everybody else was doing it. We had, um, you know, a lot of our team, even though we employ a lot of females are big sports addicts. And, you know, we would do a lot of dress up days around sports and uh, Houston based sports. But now it's, uh it's not always Houston based sports. And so I think that's something to kind of rally and get behind. Um,
0: That leads to a good point that we use some of that as kind of our celebrations where we did, um, we did like a local, what do you call it? Like a minor league baseball team. So like Skeeters Mm -hmm. baseball, we did uh, some Houston Rockets, games. And so that's one way too, that we knew the interests of the majority of the team and could celebrate in attending a sporting event uh, at a time. So that was, that was fun. Yeah.
1: A lot of, uh, a lot of businesses do a really good job at giving back in the community. So uh, whether that's kind of like what we did uh, at Operation Christmas Trial uh, level and, you know, just packing and sending and doing that but you know i know that we've worked um alongside whether it's you know mucking houses after one of the hurricanes and and everything that happened there just to kind of go out in the community and um there there's always the opportunity to get back so we we value that as a family and uh kind of bleeds over into the business that we own so I know that there's a lot more of that planned probably and what we want to accomplish with our team, because we've seen just such good bonding and growth in those opportunities whenever it's not about yourself and it's you're helping a cause that's bigger than any one person or any business. And so um, I look forward to getting those kind of back online now that we're past this whole, Uh, Hopefully, pandemic and um, some of those opportunities are coming back. And so I think those will be really cool to roll out in the next few years.
0: Yeah, some other things that we did um, back when we were in person uh, during uh, busier times, but we actually, I think we carried it over through the whole year. We would do one day a week that we would cater in lunch, um, intentionally cater in lunch. So this wasn't the times we also did meals when we were having people stay later, which that was another thing that we have never set. You have to work a set amount of hours, like a minimum number of hours or a minimum number of days or required Saturdays. We always set that we needed a two week turnaround time of uh, projects in the door to projects out. And so it was more like, okay, we're not at two weeks or we're getting closer to beyond that two weeks turnaround time. So people just knew they needed to catch up. Um, They knew they needed to stay later. Uh, We have since changed our model to where everything looks completely different, but that was not including the meals that we would buy when people were staying late. We had intentional where everybody would stop and come and eat together, like an intentional 30 minutes to an hour where you could just talk, not necessarily talk about work, but eat and talk, Personal um, and just, you know, have have relationship with people. So um, that was something else. We started bingo during. Uh, attack season, that's still semi-going. It's going to make its comeback here shortly. Uh, We have been able to keep bingo both in person and virtually. And so we just uh, send a PDF bingo card to each person on the team. We have a team's channel that is bingo and we call out bingo numbers until somebody wins. Um, We The way that we do prizes on that, we usually do an Amazon gift card, so that's easy to do electronically, and it's usually small, like $10 um, Amazon gift card for winners. We can have multiple winners. We don't put a lot of rules. Like, we make everything that we do, can it be, um, like how much time and effort does it really require to manage and and sustain over the long time? So whatever we put into place, we want to be able to sustain and keep doing and not have to quit doing it just because it became uh, too much of a burden on a person. And so all the things that we likely that we're sharing here are probably pretty low maintenance as far as being able to implement.
1: Yeah. And we've got some aggressive bingo players on our team. And uh, (laughs) whenever we pause bingo, I don't think we finished the game. So I, I think there's some people that are upset that they still had, you know, uh, a game in progress and, you know, left them hanging. But
0: So so we're, we're bringing back bingo. We're going to do yeah. – so our team is remote. And so we're going to do breakfast and bingo coming up right after um, on April 19th. So anyway, this probably has already – we've probably already played by the time we air yeah. this episode. So, the plan there is I find it hard whenever there's like a virtual, let's say happy hour or meetup, and everybody's just sitting around with their drink with not really something to do. And so, we're going to do breakfast and bingo. So, it'll be BYOB, bring your own breakfast and beverage. And then we'll supply, of course, like the PDF bingo card. And, uh, and then we'll call the numbers prices. live while everybody's on until we get winners. And so we'll do a little bit uh, higher prizes on that day, but, or maybe different prizes, but still things that can be sent electronically, you know, delivered directly to the person, nothing that they have to come in person to collect uh, and have a little bit of fun that way.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I don't get to play. I get to be the caller. Um, so I get to tell all my dad jokes, you know, with a different letter and number and be a comedian for however long y'all let me. I guess we'll have a few games going. So,
0: Yeah, that'll be fun. So there are ideas as far as remote. I think we probably could... I, we'll, likely just do uh, maintaining your culture in a remote work environment uh, separate from this one even. I know that since we've gone remote, so we leave really that most of your day is probably dedicated to independent work anyway. There are times that people need to collaborate and work together and they just we just jump on video chat through Teams or if you use Zoom, um, but we just either send messages or jump on video chat, share screen. But the other times of the day you're actually working and to work uninterrupted is actually kind of nice and uh, effective for people (laughs) to get work done. And so we reserve times usually twice a month to get together for local people face to face. And then we try to help The people who are not local, maybe we can send them like a a DoorDash gift card or something to kind of help them be included, even though they can't show up at that place. But we still do meet face-to-face, but then those times are reserved for social. We don't have to worry about trying to do um, work or talk about clients or anything like that. When we're face-to-face, we really work on building relationships and socializing and then leave the work for the times that we are. Apart and can sit down and focus independently and get our work done.
1: Yeah, even if you look at the way that our office is now set up with um, the different rooms that are team rooms and are not used most of the week, but when a, when a team member is here and it just it it's more collaboration. So it's hey, come into the office if you are local for a meeting or you know face to face time with the team or a client, and then go home. To your home office and actually do good deep work and i think that has worked well over the last couple of years um another another big point in culture is just transparency and i think your one of your favorite quotes is to be clear is to be kind i think that's andy stanley if i'm not wrong. i think it's
0: the opposite of his but it still works Okay. So to be unclear is unkind.
1: Okay. Unclear is unkind. So,
0: so then the, the inverse of that, yeah, definitely to be, well, you can own
1: that if you want it to be clear, (laughs) you, you, you own it. You said it. (laughs) Okay. So to be unclear is to be unkind. And in the last year we actually started sharing more business data, uh, with our team. And I think they are adults and mature people. And, um, it's not that we were trying to hide top line revenue or number of clients or uh, what goals we had in mind for the the business. But ever since we have been able to share some of those numbers, um, it it just provides more clarity, it provides more transparency. It weaves in trust um, to the team. And we're dealing with, you know, a group of people who deal with numbers all day long. So. Um, it was easy to kind of make that call as far as like, it would, it would be helpful if they knew this, it was still very, um, nerve wracking to, you know, share that information, uh, because it's never been shared before. But now that it has been, it's a lot easier to plan around. And I think you go back to books that have been written on that subject and it helps motivate people for team goals, for individual goals and, if they're mature enough and trust in the vision of the, of the business, then they'll accept that, um, the right way. And, uh, you know, we had read a, a book called the great game of business, where they start sharing goals and things like there, there's other resources out there that do that. But now that we've done it, it's a lot easier. Uh, the taboo is gone. People know it's a lot easier to kind of talk into, um, where things are at, celebrate new, new client wins um, and kind of what that means to the overall picture of the viability of the business, the future team members that we can then bring on the bus and, you know, ultimately continue growing a great organization.
0: And we have a, I would say our culture includes growth. So personal growth, personal development, as well as growth of our team, growth of our business. And so that really allows um, us to, be able to share and celebrate in the growth of the business, like growing the number of clients. So every time we get a new client, the team can celebrate that because they are sharing in the additional revenue that that brings in. Uh, so that's just another way. So besides just sharing what that information is, we also have set up a culture where we share uh, we share the profits of the business with our team members. And so as as we bring on new team members, they get a percentage, uh, not new team, well, team members, yes, also they have an incentive for helping bring on new team members, but new clients, uh, they get an incentive also for referring new clients, but then the whole team uh, gets a percentage of whatever that new revenue that's brought in is going to be, they share in that. And so that's an easy way if you are having a business and maybe your current team doesn't celebrate when new work comes in the door, because that could feel like there's more work. Now I have, I could hardly keep up with the work I had. Now we have new work, who's going to do that work? Am I gonna have to work more? So there's a lot of reasons to not celebrate as an, as a team member, as an employee to not celebrate the growth of the business if it's not done in the right way. And so just having that as far as sharing and being open and, and literally sharing in the, the revenue that's coming in the door, um, that has become part of our culture as well.
1: Yeah. And that was learned, at, you know, how we set up that bonus pool and how that bonus pool is paid out. And that's a team goal. And, Everybody participates in some manner of that just because we want, you know, we are an actively growing organization and we think that growth is good. We continue to prune as well, like any good business should and things that aren't bearing fruit, we remove um, from the business. But we want to encourage that growth and we want to encourage all team members to be uh, growth minded and set themselves up for additional work if that's part of their career path. And it was real easy to implement that. And the way we we learned from that, it was was because we weren't sharing. And whenever we would share, hey, we have a new client, it was like size, you know, and how am I going to get this done? And good for you, you know, as the owner. Um, Sometimes it was good for us. Sometimes it wasn't. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it, it all goes back to that team aspect and just kind of with everything that kind of, moved from a culture of one to two people, to three people, to now a culture of 20, uh, it looks different and it evolves over time. And so what we have today would not have worked for whenever it was just a group of one or two of us. I think it would have just been lost in everything. And, but but now it, you know, it fits where we're at and we'll continue to have to evolve the culture and just keep getting better and all that all that to say like encourage any business owner any leader even any employee who feels like they maybe don't have a voice like you definitely can make your day your team better um by starting with yourself and you know just be the change that you want to see um i'm sure there's a lot of other you know inspirational quotes that we could probably throw in there since we're doing that right now but um But yeah, culture is, it's the DNA of any organization. And so we've always made a very intentional effort to not have bad culture. And once we kind of felt it going one, like getting worse, like all of our efforts went to, okay, that is going the wrong way. Like, how do we get it better? just because it was so much easier to identify a bad culture than it was to identify an easy uh, or a good culture and that's the the small changes that we've done um up to this point and i i can't wait to share you know the the new stuff that we come up with as as it comes up
0: yeah and just a just a i guess a look back or a little reminder at when we kind of knew our culture was headed in the wrong direction i think even the two of us i think there was like some complaining about about having to work or how it was really like impeding the rest of our life there was some complaining about client work or, um, you know, specific client interaction or something like that to where it was like, okay, wait a second, what are we doing here? If we, if we don't like the work we're doing and we don't like the, the clients that we're working on and we don't like the hours that we're working and we don't like, okay, what do we have? What do we like? And so why, why are we doing this? And so that was really some signs. If, if things are going in a if there's a lot of negative negativity, a lot of negative conversations in the office, it's probably highly likely that your culture is headed to a toxic place. Even if you guys within the office still like each other, (laughs) uh, that negativity will start bleeding over to where potentially you don't care for each other as much anymore. And so really finding things that you Enjoy uh, that make the days better. That everybody can kind of rally around and get behind, have something to look forward to. Whether that's just uh, a social lunch or a happy hour, it could be potluck. It could be a card game or a bingo game or a trivia. Uh, I would be terrible at trivia, and I always want to do trivia, but I know I can't remember anything, so <laughs> that would be awful. And that's why we haven't played trivia yet. Um, but or, or all the way to a trip or a shopping outing or rock climbing, sporting events, something like that. But just things to, to really be able to spend time together, do something, you know, maybe active together that gets everybody going in the same direction and maybe mind in a different space than where it currently is.
1: Yeah. Okay. To end us, what was like, okay. What was your favorite team activity in the last eight years that you've been on the bus. What, what, what was it?
0: Uh, Mexico, duh.
1: Mexico. That's... And what, what about Mexico? <laughs> like,
0: like, Do I, uh,
1: what, what sticks out from Mexico? That was a very, that was talking about budgets, you know, that was high end. So I'm glad that one <laughs> paid off.
0: Um, everything I, there. I don't know that there was anything I didn't like about Mexico.
1: Yeah. I think we've had some I, I really all
0: of it. maybe okay. I'll tell you what didn't I didn't like about Mexico when what they forgot. Didn't like? our okay, trans- now we're going yeah, negative. When they forgot our transfer from the uh, hotel back to the airport, so we could go come home. That there, when that mix-up happened, I didn't like that. But the rest of the trip, every single thing about it, I love.
1: Yeah, that made for a stressful um, trip back, <laughs> I guess. And whenever you've got. 30 plus people with spouses included and you're like oh man if we're if we're trying to get new flights and people are trying to get home to go to work the next day and kids need to get picked up from wherever they're at like that was kind of stressful so yeah okay
0: besides mexico what was your favorite
1: so we've had some unique ones and i think one that sticks out in my mind that didn't cost a lot of money was the scavenger hunt and Mm -hmm. we had uh, we broke the team, like the whole team up into smaller teams and had them go do stuff around the local area. And then, then they came back with a common goal. And I think that was, that was pretty cool. They got to spend time in a small car together, you know, with, um, uh, a driver and two people. So it was I, really I good.
0: Was good. Yeah it was set up kind of like the amazing race and there weren't a whole lot of uh, parameters given to them. And then when we kind of brought it all back and, had a lesson out of the whole thing. And that was done at a retreat. And so retreats are um, something, again, that can go from very low budget, though it will cost you hours, billable hours um, of production, uh, from very low budget to pretty, I mean, the sky's the limit on what you want to do with that. And so, but yeah, retreats are definitely something that has helped uh, improve our culture, help us maintain culture, a good culture um, through the years as well.
1: Yeah. What, so you we Mexico. could talk about
0: retreats for a long time as well. So
1: that's probably a whole nother podcast on how to, <laughs> how to lead a retreat and how to, what to cover in a retreat. I'm sure,
0: you know, for you sure
1: do, you do such a good job with that and loop in others. Um, so it's good, Thank so, you. but, uh, but no great conversation on culture and some of the stuff that we've tried. Um, is that where it ends or are we going to keep going one more?
0: Yeah, well, let's continue. Um, Let's continue putting the Colton culture because I love it. So let's continue on one more episode. Let's talk about maintaining uh, culture in a remote environment. So let's dedicate a whole episode to just how do I do this remotely? We gave a lot of examples that are probably more geared to in-person or bringing people together at certain times of the year. But this is definitely still doable and still necessary to do when you have a remote team. So let's do one more one more episode and keeping the or putting the cult in culture and talk about maintaining culture in a remote environment.
1: Hey, well, you're the cult leader. So I guess I'll be back for this uh, third conversation.
0: All right. See you later. All right. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.